Hey, what's up? This is Ala. And this is Vanilla. And this is The Tea with A and V. Today's episode, we're going to talk about emotional intelligence. Vanilla and I, we are going to use a past self-assessment that we took. I took this in 2017. She just recently took this. It's a part of the Columbia program that I graduated from and that she's currently in. And it's called an EQI, Assess, Predict, Perform. It is something that we, they you have to pay for. And she's going to talk a little bit more about that. But before we get into that and I pass it over to Vanilla, I wanted to briefly describe what emotional intelligence is for mm-hmm. today's episode. So this isn't like the best. I'm not going to lie. This is probably not the best definition. <laughs> but just so you guys get the basics, it's about five topics that this assessment covers. It's self-perception, stress management, decision-making, interpersonal, self-expression. And within those categories, there are subcategories. So it's like measuring our self-regard, emotional self-awareness, flexibility, stress tolerance, independence, uh, reality testing. Those are just a couple of the subcategories within the categories that it's measuring. And then at the Mm -hmm. end, it tallies everything up and your EQ is like the total Mm -hmm. number and how you scored on everything. So Hopefully you got that. It's really just measuring our emotional and social functioning as well as our well-being and performance uh, in terms Mm -hmm. of with ourselves and with others. So we thought this would be really cool because it's kind of a reflection for the both of us, but also like where do we see ourselves? How how did we feel when we saw these results? Whatever. We just thought that this would be kind of fun um, to go over and for (laughs) us too to like talk about it. So uh vanilla go ahead share with us a little bit more about this um eqi yeah so essentially the eqi is an emotional quotient inventory and like ada described it's a self-administered test that puts a numerical value on your emotional intelligence and it has a variety of those uh different areas that she described that are assessed so um some of those categories and subcategories like she mentioned also include, you know, like problem solving, uh, your happiness levels, your optimism, like things like that. Yeah, that's um, right. It, yeah, it really dives into everything. <laughs> um, and yeah, we both took it. So we're going to just go through our results. And yeah, the one the test that we took was specifically regarding how we have how we uh, experience emotional intelligence in the workplace. Um, and then unfortunately, like Ada mentioned, it is one that you'd have to pay for and that our school purchased for us. But there are different tests available online that are administered by um, psychological and scientific organizations. So if you do a quick internet search, you can probably find one that seems promising to you that you can go ahead and take yourself. And I also want to mention that there is a great book that is all about this assessment and essentially walks you through the different categories and prompts you to answer certain questions for yourself and then provides you with some of the analysis of what those results might suggest and what you could do better to improve your emotional intelligence. It's called the EQ Edge, um, Emotional Intelligence and Your Success, and it's by Stephen J. Stein and Howard E. Book. We'll link more information about this in the description as well. So we should just dive into it. dive right in <laughs> so we're going to talk more about um one thing that surprised us what our lowest scores were what our highest scores were and some of the results that motivated us the most as well as some general takeaways that might be helpful for you guys to hear about yeah all right let's do it you want to go first uh 
So it's kind of cringy for me to look back at these test results. I'm going to be very honest. <laughs> I probably was not my best self when I took this. But hey, what? Like, I feel like that's kind of life. Whatever. Totally mm-hmm. trying to excuse some of the results that came out of this. So <laughs> one thing that surprised me, and it's kind of the same thing as with like my low score, my high score, like that is what surprised me the most. And I scored the highest in uh, emotional expression. So it's constructive expression of emotion. Mm. So that really didn't surprise me. What surprised me was my low score, which was empathy, understanding, appreciating how others feel. Like the fact that I had scored so low in that was super disappointing. I remember it kind of like I was embarrassed. I didn't want to tell anybody. Like the fact that I'm even sharing this right now, <laughs> whatever. Anyways, that's what this platform. That was about. what surprised me. Vulnerability. It, yeah. Right. <laughs> just stepping right into that brave space (laughs) okay so yeah that's the one thing that surprised me i will say is empathy i scored in 81 and this is out of uh i think 130 30 yeah 130 130. or like a little above 130 yeah that is literally my lowest score is 81 all right (laughs) what about you vanilla okay well yeah one thing that surprised me about mine Overall, was it that it was a lot lower than I expected? I got a 96 as my overall score, um, which is still like, eh, it's not like the greatest. But I think for the sake of, I think just understanding that you know I'm in this space and I'm working with the experience of of emotional intelligence constantly, so it was disappointing that I still seem to score pretty low, and it's because a lot of those questions were a lot more centered around you know like your ability to to, uh, problem solve your decision making your self-actualization self-regard things like that which I didn't realize were part of what emotional intelligence was all about I thought emotional intelligence was essentially just your ability to understand emotions and to empathize with other people (laughs) like that was all I thought it was so having all of these factors be part of it definitely lowered my score. Um, and my lowest score was in problem solving. And my highest score was actually empathy with emotional <laughs> awareness or self-awareness um, being a very <laughs> close second. Um, and the way they describe empathy in this test is understanding and appreciating how others feel. And then emotional self-awareness is understanding your own emotions. Um, yeah, so I want to say that I do like you mentioned of course this is just life but when I took this test I was at a much more of a tumultuous time in my life like I was just I was still it was literally like a month ago (laughs) it was at a time where there's so much crap happening with my apartment in New York and the adjustment to the city was just feeling very difficult and I was not handling the stress very well which I guess speaks to the reality that I don't handle my stress well all the time and I'm getting better at it, but it's a work in progress. And yeah, there was just a lot going on and I was feeling very lowly about myself. So when I took the test, I entered it with a headspace of feeling pretty negative towards myself to begin with. So a lot of the questions, especially the ones that were about, you know, my perception of myself, I refused to answer them in a way that actually showcases my true confidence because I do think that I've worked on developing my confidence over the past few years and 
have and I feel much more confident about myself and much more respect towards myself and a lot more self-worth than I give myself credit for or that I gave myself credit for during this test um so I think I literally skewed my own results but (laughs) um that goes to show that in those emotional states of uh low points and feeling negative I really really like think the worst of my situation and my circumstances and myself and I kind of let them take control which is not ideal because the one thing that we talk about all the time when it comes to developing self-awareness and emotional intelligence is having control over your reactions and your emotions and paying more attention to your needs and you know centering yourself much more quickly which obviously I still need to work on (laughs) so I think Uh. we like took this test at probably the right time I (laughs) was like dating somebody who lived in Texas I was in New York City I had barely even really knew them we started Mm -hmm. dating after what like two days of meeting each other on tinder and i was like trying to figure that out it was so frustrating i pretty much used the class as like my own therapy session Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure my classmates were like annoyed with me (laughs) and so that was kind of like the headspace i was in also like new york i don't think it brought out the best in me Mm -hmm. but I know that there is some truth to this, like some of these results. There definitely is. Like, how do I score that low for empathy? And um, as much as I I want to, like, make some type of, like, I don't remember the questions at all. Mm -hmm. All I have left are these results. Mm -hmm. And I do remember that I did have a friend that I went to, that I was in the program with. We don't talk anymore. Um, I do miss her and stuff like that. But... I remember one of the things that she said was that she felt like she was just a sounding board when we were, when we would talk together. And it was like, it was harsh. Mm -hmm. I remember I went to her for a lot of things. We were really close. People knew us together. Like we did a lot of projects together. The video, you have to do this one assignment. We did that together. So we were really close and that was like one of her feedbacks that she gave to me. And I think it was really harsh, but it also like, I think those are kind of the moments where I wake up and I realize like, okay, you're, you're, you don't want people to feel that way when you're around them or they're Mm -hmm. around you. So like something has to change. I remember my sister told me something when I was growing up, she was like, um, one day somebody's going to judge you as harsh as you judge them. And I was like, what? And I was like, literally, I was young, maybe like in high school, or something like that. And just to hear that, I don't really, I just knew that that was really bad. Mm -hmm. So I think that hearing this friend say this, they're kind of like pivotal moments where I decide like, I need to do some work inside of myself because clearly I'm not showing up in the way that I want to with others. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it's just, I don't know, as much as I want to say like I am empathetic or I was empathetic, it can be different for how I show up for different people. And I think with this specific friend, I just showed up in a way where for her, she felt like she was just a sounding board. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. She probably was. She was really good at giving advice. Would you say that that was the result that motivated you then when you saw that your lowest score was empathy? I I think that like I got the result and I didn't hear her feedback for another year. I think. Hmm. And so then when she said that, I think I knew, like this result came back. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, remember when you, you scored low on empathy? Like, this is probably that area. Also, emotional expression, I literally scored 130. Wow. Like, the max that you can get, <laughs> I got. <laughs> it is way more important for me to let you know how I feel than for me to understand how you feel. And I think that is truly me summed up in some of the most like stressful moments how I show up in relationships right now. <laughs> like it is so important for me to get that across. And I remember my boss too at this uh I think it was at around this time I had told him that like somebody gave me a Christmas gift and like oh my god it was like the best Christmas gift like they know me. And he looked at me and he was like Ava it's not hard to know you. You're like an open book. And he <laughs> and I was like what? And he's like yeah like I don't, he said something about like how I was like a braille book. Like anybody could understand me. Like I, I was fit for everyone to interpret. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I think that's a good thing, you know. Um, and he's just like, we can tell when you're happy and we can tell when you're sad. And we're not confused by it. Like we get it. And I don't think that there's a bad or a good to that. I just think that that's how you show up. And I was like, okay, still don't know if this is good or bad, but... Um, but I think that that's it. That's the emotional expansion. Interesting. I always, it's surprising that you were almost, the way you talk about it, you almost sound like you were embarrassed that that was your highest score. Cause I always thought that it was really good for you to be as, you know, to be a pretty open book and to feel like you are very clear. Like people understand very easily where you're coming from, what your thoughts are. And, um, that makes it almost easier to talk to you because they feel like they're only going to get, you know, they're not going to get like two versions of you or multiple untrue uh, thoughts from you. And I I scored pretty high on emotional self-expression too. I scored 112. Um, but I think the way that you contrasted it with your other scores is making me realize like, okay, there is a balance to it and having like too much of either being too empathetic or too emotionally able to express yourself isn't great because even for me like I know I scored like a 124 in empathy and I realized like okay that's also been my downfall in a lot of situations Mm. because I focus so much on the needs of other people that I'm always in distress for myself because I'm like oh I don't know I don't want to hurt them by bringing up this and this because I know that they're going through all of these other things and I want to be mindful of their, you know, space right now and I want to give them all the patience they need, but I'm also suffering right now. Like I'm struggling because I can't get my point across or I can't, you know, show to them certain sides of myself or my needs. So it's also come at a cost when it comes to just like me feeling like I can be assertive or feeling like I can be confident at times because I'm so conscious of how that might impact other people. And I don't even know if it's for the right reasons. I don't know if it's because I care so deeply about them or if it's because I just don't want them to hate me. Hey, yeah, <laughs> like, that's real. You know, so sometimes I feel like I feel like I'm always going back and forth of like, what is it? Why do I really want to give that space to people or why do I really want to focus on all these different experiences that they're having? Is it is it more of a selfish reason in myself or is it because I genuinely want to, um, you know, be supportive and then where's the balance and I think even for emotional expression like it's important to be authentic and like an open book easy to get along with easy to you know see and understand what your emotions 
mean about you and at the same time there is a balance to you know knowing when to be very emotionally expressive and when to hold the space for other people but I feel like you've gotten much better at it since because you're doing great work since (laughs) so I mean in my Uh, job like it's like you're really bad at this and I'm like okay I'm gonna get so good that that's literally how I'm gonna make my living uh, well, that's it, so cool. Like, you literally were so inspired that you just made it your job to literally. change or so motivated and determined. Um, do you see, like, at the bottom it says balancing your EI? Yeah. Okay, so mine – so it tells you, like, if you score this much, what it might mm-hmm. do to this certain – so mine was obviously, like, emotional expression with empathy. And it says, do you focus more on expression of emotions, thoughts, and feelings than on being empathetic toward others? Balancing these facets require careful listening to the ideas of others as well as being attentive to their feelings. When these facets are balanced, you can effectively gauge whether the intensity and timing of your expression is appropriate for the situation. Mm. And I was like, oh, why didn't no one tell me? (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's like the thing that I'm like trying to navigate Mm -hmm. right now not only like in our workplace but with other relationships because mm-hmm. i think that that is something that has shown up like that when i read that one i felt like so naked mm-hmm. like exposed i was like oh my god i do i 100 percent focus way more on what's going on within me than how it's impacting the person who's in front of me mm-hmm. and um yeah, I, I think that reading that, going and having my friend tell me that, and like living in New York, all these different things, working with students in the Bronx, it just made me realize like, one, this is super important. Two, there's a way that I can be, have empathy and still maintain my emotional expression. Mm-hmm. I think we do that. We do that in our sessions with our clients. They, It's kind of our goal for them to never know how we really feel mm-hmm. about a certain topic that they bring up. Because we want them to feel so accepted and have that sense of belonging and understanding that they think that we're on the same page as them. And it's a genuine, like we genuinely are. Because in that moment, our clients become the most important person for us. Mm -hmm. And we embody that. And so we're practicing like high empathy in our sessions. And that high empathy is what allows them to go back, to revisit memories, to share things that they've never shared before Mm -hmm. and explore values or unmet needs and feelings it so we're dead we definitely work in empathy but we still embrace like emotional expression Mm -hmm. like once we're done we debrief and I think that that's like another thing with our sessions like there's no like professional we don't show up professionally for these things we just show up authentically as who we are Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why I think that that's important because it, it's the emotional expression. Like, if I feel like I'm going to cry in a session, I will cry. Mm-hmm. I don't hold that back. You know, if I'm meeting them where, where they're at and they're crying and then it makes me want to cry, I'm going to cry. It's not about, like, I can't cry in this place because then it's like I don't have control over the, the conversation. It's not about me. It's about the other person. So it's really cool to kind of look back at this and see how it's kind of infused its way into the work that we do yeah that's so interesting that you bring up how we don't really have like a very standard definition of professionalism in that sense or like a traditional definition because I realized like even when I took this test 
I didn't take it as if I was in the workplace because I've only ever known the workplace to be someplace where I can still be very real as a person. Mm-hmm. Like even in other jobs I've had, I was just fortunate enough to have spaces where it wasn't the traditional corporate like setting that required certain expectations. It was very much like being able to seek mentorship and guidance and also express my concerns, my needs, you know, like a very holistic environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way that I took this test was along the lines of me as a person of in how I show up, not just in the workplace, but in my regular life, because they tend to be one and the same a lot of times. Yeah. But yeah, that's super interesting for me. I think one result that really motivated me was my score for self-regard, which was, I think, like an 86. It was pretty low. And they define um, self-regard to be just respecting oneself and confidence. And when I saw that, I was so pissed because (laughs) the past two, three years, you can ask any of my friends. All I talked about was, oh, I, you know, didn't have a lot of confidence growing up. I struggled with confidence in high school and I struggled with confidence throughout college. And that's my main mission. I want to develop my confidence. I want to get better at feeling confident in myself. I literally even wrote my entire like capstone, which I talked to you guys about last year um, or last episode was based on this concept of how my confidence was shattered when I was in high school. And then I spent all this time trying to rebuild it and putting the pieces back together. And the fact that I still scored so low, I was just like, what the heck? And it's because, like, even though I feel like a much more calm and collected and confident person, and I do feel a lot more respect towards myself, when I took this test and when I was prompted to ask those questions about myself, I still erred on the side of caution. Like, I was still nervous to admit that maybe I am more confident than I come across because I was so used to part of my identity just being, or most of my identity just being, oh, I'm unconfident and I'm insecure. That was like how I identified as a person because I thought it was easier to be vulnerable and honest about that than trying to admit that, yeah, I actually do have a lot of confidence because I didn't know if I was going to come across as cocky or like if I would lose my humbleness. And then I was like, okay, but if I'm overthinking this, clearly I'm not confident because like I'm still worried about (laughs) um, how I'm coming across. Like if you're confident, usually you just kind of know, like you're just okay with who you are. You're just calm you feel an internal sense of collectedness and peace and you don't worry in that way so when I saw that I was like clearly I still have some work to do because I was worrying as I took this test (laughs) like (laughs) what it would look like if I received very high scores in this space so that was one of the biggest motivators because then I was like okay you know what I just really want to start showing up the way that I envision the most ideal version of myself to look like yeah and uh, I'm trying to just embody it more and more and I think it's working I think I feel already in the past month just a shift in my nature like when I went home for Thanksgiving break my sister was just like you sound like different like you sound more confident and I was like is that that's not bad right (laughs) I think when people point it out that's when I start to worry like oh wait it's noticeable is that a good thing or a bad thing but then I'm able to quickly, you know, recollect myself much more. I used to dwell on all of these things a lot more. And I think I'm starting to get better at just letting things be. And it's a work in progress, but I'm just pushing myself to look beyond some of the things that stress me out and just go for things that feel unnerving or feel uh, like they are stressful and just do them anyways. Yeah, that's such a reality for you. Um, I guess like 
one of the things that listening to you talking about how knowing this result and within one month how it kind of just has impacted how you're showing up even around your family like I think that that's huge and it just shows how as human like as humans we can take control over this stuff and we can um change and we can grow and we're consistently Mm -hmm. involving but also like I'm just thinking right now if I took this test I'm pretty sure I'd be really surprised by something else like I'm sure that there's something else that I haven't been focusing on and I'm like looking at these like the different topics I'm like what would I score really low in right now Mm -hmm. because I think that when we get so hyper focused on one thing we neglect other areas And it's kind of just how life is. And I think sometimes we do need moments where we need to be more confident than others or where I do need to emotionally express myself because I was a baby. And so it was like, that's how I got attention. Mm -hmm. That's it. If I didn't make a big deal out of it or if I didn't make a show out of it, who was going to pay attention? You know? So like, and there was really no need for empathy because I was a baby. So everybody had empathy toward me. Mm. So it's like, now that I'm looking at this, I'm like, Oh, and now I'm an adult. I have like this company. (laughs) We're working in this area. So I really wonder where I would line up on some of these things when it comes to like social responsibility, flexibility, stress tolerance. I mean, I scored not too hard, but for flexibility, 112, stress tolerance, 114. I think just stress management was pretty good. And I'm curious to see how that would even show up now Mm -hmm. with this career. I wonder if my stress is like low and how that has impacted like how I show up if I'm able to be flexible in high stress environments because I really don't have to go to work I don't have you are my coworker, and mm-hmm. we have a, a restorative relationship as our foundation so like we do mm-hmm. get to have back so I just I'm like super curious uh, how this stuff would play out today and Yeah, I do. I agree. And I think that's one of the things in terms of like takeaways even that people should have about this test. uh, Something I was thinking about is just also like it's interesting that these tests really at the end of the day just depend on how well you know yourself and how Mm -hmm. well you uh, can be honest with yourself and vulnerable with yourself. I think that that's like such an important thing to understand because that's a, that's part of being emotionally intelligent, like being able to self-reflect, being able to be aware of your needs and your concerns and what drives you. Um, and that's also part of the work that we do here, like trying to get you to a stage where you can really, really understand those things so that you can overcome whatever emotional blockages you're going through that are preventing you from being at peace, Mm -hmm. you know, and feeling like the day is a good day. (laughs) So I, and we talk about how there are many versions of ourselves within us. So I have like the second Mm -hmm. grade version of me, I have the college version, all these like little mini Adlas, whatever, who there are moments in life when a need wasn't met. And so I now have developed like coping skills to like compensate for those moments and that's like what we deal with Mm -hmm. in sessions with our clients and also like what part of me showed up for this test like was it an adult Mm other was it like a coping other I don't know anyways I'm just like thinking about that like because if you would have handed me this test when I was like really upset at like the guy I was dating 
like I'm so curious to see how I would have showed up mm-hmm and that's exactly what I was talking about like the version of me that showed up to take this test was not the version of me that was the more confident and happy version because I was just like in a very low uh moment when I took it I remember because I was just like I need to get I need to take this because we have to write papers on these tests. Yeah. So I need to take it right away so I can get the results and um, start doing my paper. But at that moment, I remember just being very upset. And I don't remember why. I just remember feeling very off. And that was the version that showed up to take this test. And that's important to recognize because like, at the end of the day, these are results that show like certain patterns about our behaviors for sure. But they're also snapshots. They're just moments of different parts of you. And they don't necessarily showcase the whole picture and they never really can because we're constantly fluctuating Mm -hmm. depending on the environment we're in, the stimuli that we have around us, um, the people around us. So everything plays a factor into how we show up and will impact the way that our mind works during these kinds of exams. And there may be some feedback. People might think like, no, but there's a way that you can compartmentalize and show up the same way consistently but i do think that yeah but are you really really living like if you're compartmentalizing things and that's sorry i'm curious do you still think that that version of you who took this test still exists inside of you oh 100 percent. i think that version of me coming up every single time yeah there is a very stressful situation going on or something very impossible seems to come to play because my goal to whenever a problem arises is to focus on the problem rather than focusing on the solution and i'm trying to reframe my mindset to be more the other way where as soon as a problem arises i'll start thinking of different ways to solve it rather than dwelling on the fact that it exists Mm -hmm. but it's not easy because like i'm so prone to just getting very anxious and like worked up over things when they happen and yeah, some big things happen, but also a lot of little things happen that, and everything had a solution that ex- that I experienced. All of the stressors that were coming mm-hmm. about with me adjusting to the city and the shitty apartment that I'm in, like they all <laughs> had a solution. It just took some time and it may have inconvenienced yeah. my schedule and my routine a bit, but in the moment it felt very, very stressful. It just felt like why... Like, does it have to happen? Like, if this was a situation Mm -hmm. where I was in a different place or a different environment, it wouldn't have happened. If I didn't move to the city, I wouldn't be experiencing this. You know, like, all of those factors come in, and then I get very angry. I'm just like, ugh. (laughs) So, but at the end of the day, those versions of me, I think, go away much faster now. Like, I've gotten much better at pushing them back and coming back into this more collected calm version of myself whereas when I was younger I would hold on to that space and hold on to that person for like days on end like I would just be like oh my god everything sucks I was the person who held grudges whenever I got into conflicts with friends for weeks at a time so I've gotten much better at at letting that version of me you know go away much more quickly yeah yeah, well, I'm so glad you were able to, like, acknowledge that because even I had to sit here and be like, I think that this person still exists within me. Like, even though I've worked so hard, I think this is the this is the other that I'm in conflict with, like, now in a relationship. Because mm-hmm. I've, like, never seen this side of me before, and I hate, like I told you the other day, I hate what it does to me. I hate who I become. 
And I'm just like, oh, no, this is pretty much it. This is, like, pretty accurate. <laughs> like, I, yeah. this is still real for me, even though it's, like, years later. And I think that it's now not about pushing it away or, like, mm-hmm. pushing it aside. It's about, like, embracing that part of me and mm-hmm. finding out why do I show up this way? Like, what is the unmet need? What are the values that I'm missing from my life that make me, like, think that how I express myself is way more important than listening to another person? Mm-hmm. And there's a story behind that. There is, you know, and I've talked about this, the birthplace of rejection for myself and, like, why that came into play and how it's shown up in my life. And I think there's going to be another, like, story behind you know, the birthplace of my emotional expression, like mm-hmm. where I knew that this is my, in order for me to live or to thrive or to cope with whatever it is that I went through, I had to like make sure that everyone knew. And, and um, yeah, I think it's about really just embracing that part of me now. And even with you, like, I think we're learning to step into the space where we there are things in our, our past that we no longer want to carry into our future, into who we are, how we're showing up today. And so we can make these behavior modifications, but how sustainable are they? Mm-hmm. And is behavior modification healing? Mm-hmm. Like if we had to choose, would you want to just like alter your behavior or get it like the wound completely healed? I think we're going to choose healing. And I think that's like the journey that you and I are on. That's what we help with our clients. It's okay, so you've been working on this, you've been dealing with therapy, you've been reading these books, but things still haven't changed. Like, you're still showing up in your marriage the same way. You're still showing up in the classroom the same way. Okay, it's because the wound is still there. Mm-hmm. You know, you've just learned how to cope with it. You've just learned how to bandage it yeah. so that you can get on with the day, but we're not really, like, healing it. So, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like we're just focused a lot, or, like, people tend to focus a lot more on the symptoms rather than the problems themselves, which you hear all the time. But, and this reminds me of a conversation we had way in the beginning when we were still just starting up um, and getting to know each other, where you mentioned that that you don't believe that um, people change in the sense that they become different versions, like, entirely of themselves. Like, all those versions of you still exist within you, and I think this is exactly what we're saying. Like, they're still within you to some capacity, and they might show up in different ways. It's more of just accepting, like, all parts of yourself like okay this reality exists this person of me this part of me this characteristic of me is essential to my identity it's just part of who I am and you know like you said embracing that accepting that and then working towards finding an alternative so that you don't hurt yourself or other people in situations that are similar to whatever it is that you were experiencing when those versions of you showed up so like whenever people say I'm not that person anymore, like that's not true. That person Bullshit. still exists. Yeah. <laughs> like that person still exists. Those feelings that you had of frustration and anger, even when it comes to some of the darkest things that people can do, they still exist within you. You found a way to recognize like that part of you is a part of you and you're working on making sure that you can control some of those reactions and uh, provide different meanings to the emotions that you're going Mm -hmm. through. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, (laughs) I feel, I don't know, I feel like this is heavy. (laughs) I feel like I'm in a heavy thing. (laughs) Yeah. But this is fun. 
I think that we definitely got to debrief this with one like each other really well. Yeah, this was definitely a lot more about ourselves, but hopefully you guys can do a little bit of reflecting on your own about your own emotional intelligence, what categories you think you would find like yourself having strengths in, what things you wish you could work on. Uh, do more research into this test. It's actually very interesting um, and does provide a lot of helpful information. And the book itself, like I mentioned, there's an audible version of it too. And uh, it's very interesting to go through and they prompt you with certain questions as well. So check it out. I think this is, this would just be a really cool way if you're really interested in, you know, maybe why are the relationships the way they are in your life or how do you improve them? You know, check out one of these emotional intelligence assessment that's free online Mm -hmm. and um, if you want to talk about it or debrief it or whatever again we have free intakes so just reach out to us you can go right on our website that's www.okoyoconsulting.com that's a-k-o-u-a-k-o-u-o consulting.com and we would just love to hold the space for you to either talk about what your results are you don't have to set up anything else afterwards. Just talk to us um, about we think it's really important the same way we just did it right now. Uh, we think that we want to provide that space for you to um, explore. Mm-hmm. So that's about it. That's all I have. I think this is this is it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I feel like we need a better sign off. We're always just lingering like oh, I like, like, I like A and B <laughs> out. Let's A and B out. Okay, fine. A and B out. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>